our good friend and uh, even more importantly, uh, the father of my daughter-in-law, Rabbi Uri Polachowski, who has been a guest of ours before, is senior educator at Nefesh Benefesh. He is also, and uh, this is important for this conversation, he's also a teacher at the Sheikh Hillel Community School in Florida. Could you imagine? He lives in Mitzvah Yericho, he works in Jerusalem, and on a regular basis, he is teaching classes in Florida. And uh, he uh, is an instructor with the southern region of NCSY as well. Uh, Rabbi Uri Pilachowski, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thanks. It's wonderful to be here, Nachum. Good to speak to you. Hope you and your family are doing well. Obviously, we're thinking of you constantly. Uh, and you know, I'm sure, even on a broader uh, level, and you know what the Jewish community of the United States is like. Uh, there, are, there are thousands who are thinking of people like yourselves and your fellow residents of Israel on a 24-hour cycle, a 24-hour basis right now. And I know that you, again, being a native New Jerseyan, uh, know what that feeling is like. Yes, we're we're grateful. We're really, really grateful for everybody who's praying for us, thinking of us, donating to us. uh, We just have tremendous gratitude. Now, you're you're instructing uh, high school students from Israel, meaning American high school students, um, from Israel on a regular basis uh, through your work at the school in Florida. And I thought, of, and, and you have been invited um, during the last few days, you've been invited, uh, I'm sure, by your own school and others uh, to address the situation in Israel and try to uh, help high school students in this area uh, understand what's going on and to bring it a bit closer to home for them. Uh, and I thought it was a good idea to uh, speak to you about that very topic. There are educators, there are people in our community uh, who aren't always sure what the best approach might be or what the goal is when speaking to elementary and high school students, Jewish students in the Jewish day schools and high schools about this very topic. What could you tell us about trying to convey the proper messages from thousands of miles away to students here in the United States? So, so first of all, I think, you know, from what I've seen from educators across America, uh, following what they've been telling their students and watching the videos and, and seeing what they're writing, I think everybody's doing a wonderful job. And I don't think that anybody is really the expert on this. Um, I think mental health professionals really understand uh, you know, how to talk to children and how to talk to students. I think they're the people that we should be turning to and asking them how best to, uh, to speak to, uh, to our children. Uh, but I think in terms of messaging, uh, just from our, you know, from the standpoint of you know, Israel's point of view and how we want our students to relate to, to Israel, I, I think that we have to have a mix, and this is the messaging that I've been trying to get across, of sadness over the, tr- the tremendous tragedy that the Jewish people have faced over the last five days, and, but at the same time a level of confidence that this isn't the end. You know, I, I've, I've heard a couple of messages. It sounds almost as if People are giving eulogies over the state of Israel. The state of Israel is strong. We've been hit. We've been hit hard. Uh, we've been traumatized. We're in pain. But we are still very, very strong. We're still the strongest force in the region. We're still a thriving country. Um, we're not just surviving. We're thriving. And we will get past this. And I think the messaging has to be a mix of sadness but of confidence and of, of resolute and that we're, we're a resilient people. We're, we're dedicated and we're committed and we're determined, and we will have a victory. 
we will be victorious. I think that 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 balance between the two has to be the message that's being struck. It's interesting, even though uh, some of the students that you're speaking to are already, you know, of high school age, et cetera. Um, and, and they have seen, I mean, 2014 and other examples, you know, they have seen and heard about, uh, you know, wars in Israel, certainly Hamas infiltrations from Gaza or rocket fire, at least from Gaza in the past, et cetera. Uh, and certainly they've heard of terror attacks, but but I, but I, quite obviously they've never experienced anything at this level. Uh, and with social media, of course, it makes the entire thing worse. It, it sounds like, uh, and balance, I guess, is always, you know, moderation and balance is always a good answer in many areas of life. But it sounds like if, in fact, someone's in a school as a teacher or principal, and it's a school where Israel is a major priority, and I'm assuming the school you teach with, you teach for in Florida is, is that type, and we're, we know what these schools are like in the modern Orthodox community, certainly, where Israel is at the forefront every single day of the year. Uh, I, I guess the, you know, keeping everybody up to date regarding the news, encouraging Israel advocacy, those are important. But you're raising an, a, a very important point here in addition to that, and that is there's so much good news, so much chesed, so many wonderful things that can be shared about the unity of the Jewish people right now. Uh, educators and principals need to emphasize those, right? That's basically the message. Right. And again, it's not it's not one over the other. Right. It, it's both. We we do we are in a state of mourning. You know, in the sense we're in a state of mourning. We we you know here in Israel, we've only just started the funerals, um, and there are going. Unfortunately, there's going to be you know, twelve hundred funerals. Now, each person that passed away is, and was murdered. I shouldn't say passed away. Each person that was murdered uh, is going to have their own funeral, and we're going to and we're all going to them. And they are uh, there are going to be. Um, you know they're 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 going to be sad, and we and we need to we need to face that. We can't run away from that. At the same time, as you mentioned, there's chesed, and there's a war. And when there's a war, we have soldiers. We're sort of we've we've been influenced to the idea of you know turning the other cheek. And, but beneath are all the Jewish people are warriors. That's our history. We're not used to it because for two thousand years we we weren't. But we are a people of strength, and we are a people that when we are hit, we hit back. And there's nothing to be ashamed of by that. That's something that we should be proud of. And, and we should be even more proud of that we have the capabilities of doing that. Uh, and we have the, the, the capabilities of ensuring the fact that this does not happen again. That, 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 that determination has to be part of the message. It's, it's not just, I'm going to tell you an inspirational Chesed story of somebody that brought food to soldiers. It also has to be that we are going to war, and we are going to win that war. Wow, what an important message. Rabbi Uri Pulachowski with us from Israel. By the way, I mean, obviously there isn't a, you know, a family that is not affected in some way. Uh, we always talk about the, um, the closeness. Even President Biden yesterday said the Jewish community is large, but it's very small, meaning you know, all of us know somebody, and no matter what part of the world you're in right now, uh, you're familiar with uh, families who are suffering, whatever loss it is that they're suffering. I'm sure your own community and every community in Israel is going through its own uh, mourning for, for those who specifically are from your communities um, who have fallen this week. Um, but one of the things I was thinking about, in your work with Nefesh Benefesh, you, you, I assume you have come across a really large number of, of lone soldiers and new Olim who've gone straight to the army. 
And, you know, and, and uh, take, of course, you know, as an example, you know, American kids, like the one we just spoke to a few minutes ago, who decided that this is what they need to do. Um, they, they, you know, they need to be alongside their, their colleagues, their Israeli colleagues, and, and be part of the army. I, I can only imagine that you've been thinking over the last few days about all those who you've met over the last few months and last couple of years who, you know, insisted on on volunteering and became soldiers and and now are in this situation. Not that they weren't prepared for it, because obviously Israel is always ready and I'm sure prepares their soldiers for for these eventualities of being in a full-scale operation. Uh, but what thoughts go through your mind when you think about those young people who you've met who now are taking on this Herculean task on behalf of the Jewish people? Uh, they're heroes. They are nothing short of heroes. Um, and they will forever be recorded as heroes. They will always, in their lives, they will always have the pride of walking around and saying that they served. Um, it's something that, you know, like uh, your, 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 your listeners can't see me, but I usually, when I tell this, I usually grab my stomach and show people that, you know, for some reason I was rejected three times by the IDF. <laughs> and I'm jealous of these, of these people that, that had the capabilities of being able to serve, and they're able to serve their people. It's something that for 2,000 years we, we would only dreamed of, that we would have our own armed forces, our own defense forces that could defend the Jewish people. Uh, so these, these people who come to Israel uh, and, they, and they go straight to the army, as you said, there's so many young people. Every charter flight that we have uh, is full of young people that are going right off to the, to the IDF because that's what's required of them. We're not recruiting soldiers, but that's what's required of them. Uh, as, as an Israeli citizen and as a part of the Jewish people. And they are heroes. They, they're putting their lives on the line for my safety, my family's safety, and for the safety and security of the Jewish people. It's an amazing thing for us to, to just sit back and, and, uh, and appreciate. And then when we see them, uh, I mean, the love and the care each one of them you know, deserves and requires. How are things in Jerusalem? Uh, you spend your work day um, very often in Yerushalayim. You're there now. Uh, is it very quiet? Uh, do you get the feeling that there's extra security, precautions, anything different than what would be happening on a regular day? Uh, it, it's very, you know, it's, it's a lot quiet. We, no one's going to work and schools are off. So when that happens, you know, like, uh, it's not a silver lining, but my usual commute to work is an hour long because of traffic. But you know, it, from now it takes 25 minutes to get to work uh, because there's nobody on the road. There's no traffic. So, uh, so that's, you know, that, that's, that's what's happening. And Jerusalem's somewhat empty. Um, stores, you know, the only stores that really open are food stores and mostly shopping stores, not, not necessarily restaurants. So, uh, so in that sense, that's, that's how Jerusalem looks. Uh, but, you know, it's not like Corona. You know, where where you know, things were empty because you weren't allowed to go places. It's re- it's requested that people stay close to shelters just in case. Yeah, understood. Uh, well, stay safe, my friend, and best regards, of course, to your entire family. And uh, uh, we certainly enjoy uh, hearing your perspective because it, it's it's hard sometimes 
to keep up the optimism. It is difficult sometimes to walk into a classroom and not bring all the sights and sounds that we've been watching and hearing for the previous 12 hours uh, and not bring them with you into the classroom. I know it's hard for me not to bring it, frankly, to these airwaves. Uh, so your your voice of optimism and Netzach Yisrael Yishaker is much appreciated. For sure. That's for sure. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. A pleasure, Uri. All my best always, of course. Rabbi Uri Pulichowski, he is, in addition to his work with Nefesh Ben Nefesh, he is an educator in Florida from Jerusalem. That obviously, we didn't get into it, but obviously that works through what we now know as Zoom. And um, he's been called upon, as so many others have, uh, to be in touch directly with schools in the United States and to give these messages of seriousness and optimism to students in our communities.